Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This is about defending democracy. This is no longer Democrats versus Republicans. What do you want your kids to believe in? There must be give and take. This is White Flag with Joe Walsh. Hey, former Congressman Joe Walsh uh, with you. This is White Flag with Joe Walsh, where every single week, uh, I try to sit down with somebody who doesn't think like me, who disagrees with me, because I'm bored by people who think like me. His name is Mike Madrid, and I've said this before, um, this longtime pollster, strategist, political consultant, all of that, blah, blah, blah. He's one of the most, he's one of the smartest, most astute political thinkers, pollsters, and strategists I, uh, I know, and I listen and try to read and follow him all the time. Uh, he is uh, especially an expert with the Latino vote. Um, I don't know of anybody in the country who knows that vote more than Mike Madrid is. And I'm very excited because he's got a great, I cannot wait to get my hands on this book coming out in the spring, next spring called The Latino Century, How America's Largest Minority is Shaping Our Democracy. I cannot wait and you cannot wait to read that. Um, I love Mike Madrid, but Michael, I'm setting you up because I'm going <laughs> to pop you upside the I can head. see it coming. I can see it coming. <laughs> uh, uh, Mike Madrid and I are not going to debate, fight, and argue immigration or health care or tax policy or anything right now. But um, it, it, you, hello, my friend, you tweeted something a couple days ago mm-hmm. uh, that I, uh, that, that got, the, got me going mm-hmm. only because this is a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. Um, but I want to hear you explain yourself because I want to learn. You, uh, and you can, par- I'll paraphrase the tweet, Liz Cheney, third party. Uh, you, you said something like, Liz Cheney ought to run third party. I made the case for Liz Cheney to run third party. And by the way, everybody listening to us right now, nobody, very few people more than Mike Madrid and Joe Walsh don't want Donald Trump back in the White House. Right. Let's be clear about that. Um, but you kind of made a, a, a case that maybe Liz ought to think about running as a third party. I'm going to tee you up. Um, I, I, I think it would be a humongous mistake. I think it would help Trump. I don't want anybody to run third party. But let's begin this conversation. When you think or say that, like broadly speaking, get into it. Why in your mind? 
and again, last thing I'll say, Michael, and then I'll shut up. Everybody listening to us right now, Mike Madrid and Joe Walsh do not want to do anything to help Donald Trump get reelected. Um, Liz Cheney, third party, your thoughts? Well, I mean, I hate to break the, the <laughs> bubble here um, because I, I, I think, Joe, we're probably going to agree when I explain what I'm what I'm saying here. Got it. Let me so let me start from the 30,000 foot level. The fundamentals of this race look very, very good for Joe Biden. Okay, I, I know that may not be popular conventional wisdom, but I can walk through all the reasons why that maybe that's a separate podcast. But I've been saying for, for a yeah. year, I'm not worried about the economy. I'm not worried about the weakness in his base. I'm not worried about it. If this was a one on one head up race, Joe Biden wins this race. Now, is it going to be a landslide? No, because we don't have landslides in American elections anymore. We haven't really since 2000, you know, when 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 Bush Gore dealt with all that stuff in Florida. But the delta between the the difference between the two candidates is rarely more than two and a half, three percent. Right. OK, so and it usually comes down to 100,000 votes in four or five states. OK. Hey, by the way, Michael, by the way, yeah. Michael, let me stop you right. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Tell me if you agree with me. Yeah. The easiest way for Joe Biden to beat Donald Trump is if it's just mano mano, nobody else in the picture. Correct. Do you agree with that? Yeah, 100 percent. OK, 100 okay. percent. So we agree on that. We agree on that. Okay. I think we probably also agree if a third party gets into the race, it significantly decreases the chances of Joe Biden being reelected. I think generally any kind of a third person. But okay. Go ahead. Fair. No, uh, generally. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm especially concerned when Jill Stein gets in and, and Cornell mm -hmm. West gets in. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. does not help. The big fear, and I believe, again, all the fundamentals are in place for reelect. The big fear is a no labels type of candidate gets in. And explain for our listeners what you're talking about. So there's an organization called No Labels, which is essentially developing this narrative that there, as part of a reform effort, and because the negatives have been so high with both Joe Biden and Donald Trump, absolutely true, by the way, that there's a thirst for another candidate. May also be true. I, I haven't really looked at their data that closely, but anecdotally, yeah, people kind of just, just don't like Republicans or Democrats as much as we like to think that they do. Okay, yeah. they, they just don't. And so they're looking for an alternative. And now that's easy to generically put that out there in, the, in, in, in part of a campaign context that all falls apart. But, but, but let's follow me with the academic part here. Yeah. So let's say Joe Manchin, who's not running for reelection as Senate, Larry Hogan, governor of, Mar uh, of Maryland's no longer going to be governor. They're looking for something to do. They decide, hey, let's run as a Republican and Democrat. We're both moderates in our party. People don't like Biden. They don't like the extremism of the left, and they don't like uh, the extremism of the right with Donald Trump. So we'll run up the middle, and we'll get these, you know, this 35, 40% of the voters to vote for us as a unity ticket, and we'll go win enough electoral votes to become president and vice president of the United States. That's their working theory. It helps Trump. That helps Trump. That helps Trump. Yeah, agreed. So we'll agree on that. We, well, I, you and a, I both a, believe... A no labels, any kind of unity ticket or whatever would help Trump. Be, yes. and, and Michael, because my, my thought process here has always been, I want every fucking voter in America... Yeah. To have two choices. And, yeah. oh, I don't want to vote for Biden, but it's either Biden or Trump. I have to vote for Biden. Go ahead. 
And I, I agree with that, but I also want unicorns and rainbows to, you know, exist, and they don't, right? It's like reality. So, so we've got to look at the math here, okay? Yeah. So the likelihood of a no-labels candidacy is becoming more and more likely. They're qualifying on more and more states, and, the, and they're, they're very moneyed, by the way. A lot of Trump money is backing this effort because they see the math, too, is – Trump's numbers, the Democratic Party's numbers and its demographic profile is not expanding enough in the right states to get to 270. There yeah. is this Latino shift. There is an African-American shift. There is an Asian-American Pacific Islander shift. It's all true, but not enough to offset the losses that they've been experiencing with white college-educated Republican women. That's why 2022 ended up being a bust for the Republicans. It's why Trump lost at the top but republicans won down ticket remember republicans picked up an all-time high turnout they pick up down ticket so i I know your audience really loves getting into the weeds so we're getting to the real hard nitty-gritty the weeds weeds. okay so we agree that one-on-one race is best for biden right completely okay we also agree that a no labels candidacy hurts biden whoever it is whoever 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 they okay and by the way, Michael, yeah. one thought on no labels react to this. I spoke at a conference last week um, with somebody you know who made the case that no labels is actually kind of the odds of a no labels ticket is shrinking. He thought because the money's still there, polit- Dems are realizing it's bad for them and they're, they may have a hard time finding candidates and or a ticket, but go yeah. ahead. And that may be the case, and hopefully that is the case. But what I will say is this. They're on the ballot. They're qualified in some really critical states. Yeah. And so once you're on, you could have Joe the dog catcher get on, and it's still mathematically we're still close enough in the Electoral College where it's going to have an impact, and it, and and it won't fact, Mike, I think he told me they could stay on even if there's no candidate. There'll still be a no labels on the ballot even yeah. if there's no candidate. Precisely. Okay, so okay. And that, that doesn't help Biden, I believe. Yes. Yes. Now, before I go into my theory of the case, let me have one other one quick caveat too. Okay. Everybody and their brother thought that RFK, Robert Kennedy's campaign was going to hurt Biden. Almost all of the polling coming out is showing it hurting Trump more than it's hurting Biden. Do you still believe that? You believe that? 100%. Yeah, for sure. And, and that that's why look, the, we we get caught up in these this bipolar construct of thinking of how races work it's one or the other it's one or the other a multi-candidate field unless you've done multi-candidate races you realize they're entirely different animals and this is what i put in the tweet a two-candidate race is very different than a three-candidate race and a three-candidate race is very different than a four-candidate race so what i'm suggesting is if there's a no labels candidate which i think i think there will be and i believe cornell west is going to run and i believe jill stein is going to run that is the number one threat to Joe Biden's reelection. Do we agree on that? All these other candidates. Any of them, yes. And, or, any, or all of them. I, or all of them. And I'd even, I'm so extreme, Michael, and you know more than I do. I'm acknowledging that on RFK. I'm still anxious about RFK Jr. If he were the only one in there hurting Biden. But go okay. ahead, any of them. So let's say all of that is true. Let's, let's say even if he is hurting Biden. What I'm saying is the likelihood of a one-on-one race between Biden and Trump is, is diminishing every day. It's disappearing in the rearview mirror. So you've got to fight the war in the reality that you're facing, not the war that you want it to be. That's a good point. Okay. And so at that point, you have to have somebody. 
who can come into and cut into Trump's base. Now, here's where we might disagree. Trump's base is remarkably, remarkably secure in a way that yeah. I have never seen an American politician before, Agreed. probably ever. But I will say this. For the last four years, literally to this month, when we you know, founded the Lincoln Project with seven other you know, characters, I was focused like a laser beam on where, where Trump's strengths and weaknesses are with the base. And I had never seen a candidate ever of either yeah. party as strong as he is. Yeah. But I did notice that there was this small sliver that I felt we could peel 5 to 7% off. And that was this, we called them Lincoln Project voters. And I developed this narrative called the Bannon line. If I get 5% of Republican voters to defect, Trump will lose. And it wasn't just Mike Madrid saying that. Steve Bannon confirmed it. We hit Steve Bannon and I had this going back and forth. So I called it the Bannon line. It's not Mike Madrid. Don't take my word for it. Take Steve Bannon's word for it. He knows I'm right. Okay? So with are that... You, are you talking about, Michael, are you talking about... People like you and me, are you talking about kind of never Trumpers principled conservatives? Is that, is that who you're talking about? No, that's a great question. There aren't, there aren't, no, no, there no. Are, that's you're great, not talking no. about them. No, I'm not. I mean, that's part of it. But, but, okay. but, but what I was talking about is demographically. People don't follow, you know, they're not on Twitter. They're not, they're not, you know, th these are literally suburban moms who have always had this tepid relationship with the Republican Party. Yeah. They like our economics. They like the law and order stuff. They think the Democrats are crazy, uh, and they, but they don't like the social conservatism in the party. They just don't. They don't like the, they, the, the abortion rights threat was never real, right? It's like, okay, I'll go vote with the church-going crowd and hold my nose because I, I like the tax policy, right? I, yeah. I, like, I, like, I like my country club membership. Country club Republicans, we call them. And, and that's who it was. And, they, 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 and this is really interesting. You're asking exactly the right question. They were not concerned for the first time in 30 years of doing races. I was noticing they were not concerned about economics anymore. They were concerned about cultural issues. They didn't like the gay uh, uh, marriage position of the party, Republican Party regressing. They were really scared about abortion rights and going, I think these people are actually going to do this. Right. They don't like the anti the hateful anti-immigrant stuff. They want secure borders, but you don't have to be just such a jerk about it. Right. Like there's, mm -hmm. they, they did. They hated they hated the resurrection of the Confederacy and preserving our heritage stuff that Trump was pushing when he was in you know, the last year of his presidency. We want them to vote for Biden. Yeah, we do want them to vote for Biden. So if Michael, if you had a race where you had Jill Stein, RFK, Cornell West, and even a no-labels ticket and Biden, forget about Liz Cheney for a minute, mm -hmm. if you had those four multi-candidates plus Biden and Trump, who is this cohort going to go for? They're not going to like any of... They're going to vote for yeah. Biden. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then... Oh, keep going. I don't want to... Well, let me finish. Let me finish. finish. I'm, I'm just giving you the background. Okay. What I'm noticing now is this group has actually gotten bigger, and it's actually moved in four of the last five elections, which, by the way... I, the, the R word in my business is a very strong word. You don't use it. By R, I mean realignment. But what we have is a lot like the Southern Democrats between 1970 and 1994. Everybody was registered as a legacy as a Democrat, but they were increasingly voting Republican. 
yeah. up until 1994. And then they're like, I'm Republican. I'm out. I'm coming out of the closet now. I'm re-registering as a Republican. Hundred, you remember these years. Hundreds yeah. of people in the 94 election changed their registration as state legislators were changing. You know, senators were changing. Like, it was yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Right. Those things take 20 years to build up to. We have now seen four of the last five election, a growing number, especially after the Dobbs decision, this growing number of women moving in that direction. OK, OK, I'm not going to say realignment yet, but I am going to say there is a swell building. Got it. At the same time, we're seeing this Hispanic shift to the right. Same four of the last five elections for the same reason. OK, so that's but that but that's not, that has nothing to do with with the, with the idea about Cheney. In a multi-candidate field, I don't believe mathematically that there are enough of those voters that move over towards Biden that would be offset by the rise of a no-labels candidacy. And if you add on the attacks, the, 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 the chipping away at the left by Cornel West or to Jill Stein with the Green Party, Biden's, Biden's in trouble. There aren't enough of those voters to offset what's happening. And, those, and just to rehash that, Michael, those voters are going to vote Biden in that current construct in that construct. Yes. Even with those other four candidates in there yep. at the end of the day, most of them will vote Biden. Agreed. Yes. Okay. They're not going there. They will never go back to Trump. They have not yet. Okay. So I, I would never say never. I mean, yeah. shit, I don't know. I mean, right. I, but, but look, I will say data tells us something and you got to go where the evidence takes you. Okay. Right? It's not okay. A, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm making best guesses off of what is clear data-driven pathway. Yeah. Okay? So, yes, under that scenario, multi-candidate field, Hogan, Manchin, they still go Biden. Because they understand, and I, and, and I can use, and again, I hate to go this deep in the weeds. This is nerdy shit. But if you look at, like, Orange County, California. Yeah. There, there are two places in this country that are good test cases of Madrid's theory. Orange County, California, and Long Island, New York. Okay. And the reason why is these are upper scale, upper middle class communities, college educated people where these congressional districts have a, a, a higher than the average number of college graduates for a Republican held district. Bingo. Which means these are the last vestiges of country club Republicans who yeah. really, really are holding on to the Reagan Bush days and going, I, I'm still I the Trump stuff. I hate it, but I'm still believing that someday it's going to come back. These districts have swung back and forth since 2016 in ways that demonstrably prove that they're voting strategically. They voted, for example, in 2016. Mm -hmm. They did. Not, they did something we'd never seen before. They never. They did not vote at the top of the ticket for, for for Trump the first time with Hillary. They couldn't vote for Hillary, and they weren't voting for Trump, so they left it blank. But they overperformed for the Republican down, down ticket. Ballot. Yeah, okay. we never seen that before. We've seen coattails. That's an old term where the Republican does so well at the top he sweeps in other Republicans. But we did. This is a reverse coattail, right? The Republicans were showing up. And not voting for their for their their party leader, but they were voting for the party down ticket. So then, Michael Madrid, yeah. my dear good friend, yeah, why the frick mm -hmm. then, if this if it, with this lay of the land and assume all three or four and no labels is in there, why would you throw Liz Cheney into the mix? Because if you don't have a fourth candidate, you are com you are committing political malpractice. 
Are because these voters going to vote for the, no, this group you're talking no. about? Everything we've talked about is not even the voter group that I'm talking about. I'm just saying these are the dynamics that are setting up the scenario that has convinced you, rightfully, understandably so. What I'm saying is that math doesn't get you to a Biden victory, even does with it get, does it even get with you to a- even with the shift from from of Republican leakage to Biden. The no labels candidate math takes away more from Biden. So in your estimation, yeah, if the field next year is Stein, Cornell West, RFK Jr., a no labels candidate, a ticket, Biden and Trump, who wins? Trump wins in a landslide, electoral landslide. With all of those other candidates, uh-huh. Trump wins. Yeah, electoral landslide, but with a plurality of the vote, like 42%. Yeah. Because all four... Well, Stein, West, and no labels hurt Biden. You still, even in that scenario, RFK Jr. would hurt Trump if he's there. Yeah, I think he probably does. I think he net hurts Trump, but not as much as... The other three. Yeah, the real worry is no labels. That's the real worry. Yeah, because it's it's going to be a real measurable number. I mean, you could probably get to 7 8%. So then in that scenario then, okay, so let's say we're faced with that. And Liz Cheney then comes to Mike Madrid. This is the lay of the land. I'm going to get in. How does she help Biden? She can eat Trump base by five to seven percent. I love you like a younger brother. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking way yeah, anybody in Trump's base is yeah. going to vote for her. There is, and I'll explain why. God, I love for, to listen to you. For, first of all, first of all, the, the math. She gets creamed in Wyoming, right? She gets creamed in that primary. What did she get? 22 percent okay well, well, I'm, I'm gonna give you a lot of data that's one point that's one point okay that's one point yeah now so, so so right so everybody knows this is a referendum on trump in wyoming now they're the cheneys and get it they're, they're royalty yeah, they're, yeah. everybody knows them, home blah, court. Blah, blah, blah. home court advantage okay so so take that for what it's worth here's a more important point donald trump four years ago when we founded the lincoln project his his approval ratings and positive and support levels heading into the first impeachment hearing was at uh, in the high 80s. Crazy numbers. Never seen anything like that before. Like nobody, Reagan wasn't that strong, right? Yeah. So there he is. He, he you know, sews up the, uh, another 4 or 5% at the Lincoln Project. We are, and you and all of yeah. us, never Trumpers, we peel off 7% and we win the race by, by a smidgen. Trump is not sitting anywhere near that base of support right now. Not even close. Okay? I'm not saying he's, Trump is going to win the primary. He's going to win commandingly. If you take all four candidates running against him and add them all together, he's still ahead by 20. And once he does, Michael, aren't they all then coming home? Not all. What I'm arguing is that even if 85, 90% of them do, it's not enough. But you got to give those people a reason that will never vote for a Democrat. And you know there's a lot of them out there that even if they know they're voting to, to, for Trump to lose, they are still voting for a, a principled conservative. But even, see, Mike, then, like, I think somebody who would vote for Cheney, a principled conservative who would vote for Cheney, between Trump and Biden, that principled conservative would vote for Biden. Oh, no. They're not coming no. back home to Trump. They're not coming back home. No, I think that's wrong. Never Trumpers. What you're doing is you'd be giving never Trumpers a place to go instead of going to Biden. 
They're not never Trumpers. They voted for him twice. Your group, the, the group you're talking about. Yeah, the group I'm talking about are not never Trumpers. They're but I'm talking about never Trumpers. Maybe that's there are, not there part aren't of enough. Your group. There, there are, aren't no, enough. No, it's not. There aren't enough never Trumpers. Never Trumpers are like we know the never Trumpers. You mean seven other? <laughs> yeah, people. yeah. I mean, we, we, you know. So that that Michael, there's not a, there's not enough there when we talk about never Trumpers and principled conservatives. No, no. Okay. No. And in fact, when I say conservative, I mean it not only in the classical conservative sense that you and I are talking about. I actually believe somebody that can go in there with a real pro-life record and real social conservative messaging and speak to that 81% core of evangelicals, you don't think she can get 2% of that vote? Of course she can. It's just math. It's just math. Oh, Michael, I just think, I think she's... No, because they 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 hate her. I, I, I hates a bad, strong word. No, I understand the intensity level. You're talking about MAGA. I'm not oh. talking about MAGA. MAGA, but, is, but Ma- there's overlap, MAGA, right? When we talk evangelical MAGA, there's some. But look, look. If you, and uh, history is made on the margins here. The only re- the only reason or the only way Liz Cheney should get into this race is if she would be the fourth major candidate, okay? Because if there's no strategy without no, with no labels on the, on the board, and that's essentially, and I mean this in all due respect, that's essentially what you're arguing is, let's just let the chips fall where they may with no labels. I'm telling you, with 99% certainty, Biden loses. Biden loses that. Well, I, I don't, you know that better than I. I know no labels hurts Biden big time. Yeah. Right. It, so, so, so if Biden loses with a 99% certainty, why the hell wouldn't you do it? Like, uh, let's, say, let's say, let's say, let's say Madrid's wrong. Let's say Mike's wrong. Let's say Mike's wrong. And, and, and Cheney does pull from, uh, I, I guess, the, the, the fifth reason not to vote for Biden, right? Like, you've got all these other reasons. Yeah. You still lose. The difference between losing by six points or seven points is doesn't matter. Okay, I guess then, Mike, that's where I am. That, and I know we disagree on RFK, mm-hmm. but my because I start from the premise one on one, Biden wins. Any fucking candidate you throw into the mix m- makes Biden's victory further away. That's incorrect. I understand your rationale, but that's like I said earlier, a two person race is a completely different calculation than a three person race and a three per a four person race is a completely different calculation than a three person race and look you and i have been seen we have seen something unprecedented in american politics which is the cohesion of the trump base it is startling yeah but it is not 90 percent I, I would argue. I, I would argue it's probably not even eighty-five percent, which is still a jaw-dropping number. It's still extraordinary. But Trump is weaker now with his Republican base, loyalist base, than he was heading into the twenty twenty election. Now that I, that's quantifiable. Right. The it's, only caveat I'd add to that is I think that will be strengthened once I think it's the be nomination is his. Yeah, I think it could be weakened. Let me ask you this, Michael. If yeah. take take no labels out of the picture for a moment. Yeah. If the field is Jill Stein, RFK Jr., and Cornell West, Biden should, wins. Should sh- Biden wins? Biden should wins. Liz, that. A, a should Liz Cheney get in if it's no. those three? No. 
So you're only your thing is only to counteract no labels. Yeah, I'm saying if there's three real candidates, you damn well better have four. Because if you don't, you're, it's over. The race is over. It's over. If there's a no labels candidate and Biden gets on and Trump gets on, Trump wins. That That's just, I mean, that's going to happen. Okay. Okay. What I'm saying is in that scenario, you better have somebody. And I don't know who else you get that's that's got conservative bona fides. I'm, 85% of those people hate her. I get that. But 5% don't. And that 5% is the race. That's my argument. That's what I said on Twitter. So, I, I mean, maybe we still disagree after this. That's okay. But I think what I was saying was a little bit different than, than not only you, but a lot of other people are like, what are you talking about? Like, people just pounced. Yeah, you tweeted it. So, again, you're yeah. right. Everybody pounces yeah, on Twitter. I mean, Twitter's a bad place to have these conversations. But this, I mean, I'm glad you gave me the opportunity. This is good. That, that's what I'm saying is Liz Cheney running as a third-party candidate by herself is a terrible idea. She knows that. She but, knows that, right? Well, of course she does. What she's saying is, I will do whatever it takes to stop him from being president, which means I will be the kamikaze pilot that goes and qualifies in states where it will have an impact, right? Like, you don't even have to qualify in every state to be on the ballot. Ask George you I, Wallace. Right, <laughs> right? You, so you, can, you and I know this is basic, but I want you to repeat what you just said for anybody who's not quite following us yeah if it's only biden versus trump biden and wins liz, and liz cheney got in trump that would wins. be a horrible mistake horrible mistake I, that's not what i said that's not what you said that is not what i said and in fact hit me over the head mike if i'm wrong yeah really it's it's you're only talking about no labels if no labels is in there with a ticket liz should get in if no labels is not part of this equation she would she shouldn't get in and i'm trying to think like <laughs> i wish i could no i wish i could refute you but like so list so they're all in no labels is in no labels is taking from biden enter liz cheney like to me she's just given people who don't like trump don't want to have to vote for Biden. She's just giving them another option. No. Damn. Can you try again? You just hit something. Hold on. We have a break in the action right now because Mike Madrid just say something. Hey, maybe, maybe Mike Madrid is back. Hey, say something. Yeah, Talk, testing, testing, I testing, you. one, two, three. I got Can you. Can you hear me? Yeah. He's going to recap. Mike Madrid's going to recap his thesis. Go. Okay, I I'm going to recap it. my thesis. Boom. Okay. So look, in some the, ba the basic argument that I'm making here, Joe, is this. What I'm suggesting is that the best scenario for a Biden reelect is a one-on-one -on -one matchup. We agree on that. Yes. What I'm also suggesting is that it gets extremely, extremely problematic, not just a little problematic, but very difficult for Joe Biden to get to 270 if there's a no-labels candidate. So I think a three-candidate scenario is the likeliest scenario where Joe Biden loses re-election. In fact, I think it's so bad, the odds are so bad, that not only should that not be tried, but there needs to be a fourth candidate if there's going to be three, there damn well better be four. 
Because if there's not four, and, and that fourth has to be somebody that can get five, six, seven, eight percent of that Republican base. It is not impossible. Is it difficult? Sure, it's difficult, but it's absolutely possible. Trump is weaker than he was in that position. It's more gettable than it was, and I think Cheney, and if not Cheney, then somebody else, but I don't know who else would do it with that profile. Cheney's committed to doing it. She could raise the money to do it. She could eat into that base, and that is uh, the reason why I would be advocating only as a fourth candidate, not as a, um, not as a, not as a, a third party alone. How this, so, so now that becomes a, a tactical consideration. Where does she go? Where does she actually put herself on the ballot? I think you got to be really careful with this, but you got to look. You got to look at uh, the the three states that Trump won by the smallest margins, which are North Carolina, Florida, and Texas. Okay, that ties him down in his own base. I would, I would, I would also, and again. This is where it gets a little bit dicey, but you have to see where what candidate is running from the no, no labels under the no labels ticket. You got to look at Georgia, Arizona and Wisconsin. Yeah, you have to. I'm not saying she has to run there, but you got to look at it. And, and Michigan. You got to look. You've got to look at those races, those seats, um, only because you have to what you're trying to do is offset Trump's numbers by as close to as possible what no labels going to offset by. And when 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 Biden when Biden only won Maricopa County by twenty thousand votes, with no labels candidacy, you're seeing Biden lose considerably by like yeah. six seven points. Yeah, you've got to close that gap. Uh, will it work? I, I don't. Uh, no, no one knows until you have the election. That's why we have campaigns. But what I will say is this: I will say that if you do not have that, if you do not have a fourth candidate. Um, then then you are making a big mistake. And the goal here, the whole point of this, is to not be running as a never-Trumper. It's to be running purely on socially conservative issues. And again, that, that you're trying to break this evangelical base, which has always had a, had a tepid relationship with him before. They see him as the champion now. Keeping 100% of the vote is something that only happens with Putin in Russia and Kim Jong-un in North Korea. Okay, Mathematically, that doesn't happen. The more she runs hard right on socially conservative issues, the less there's going to be that never-Trump, moderate, college-educated Republican woman who's for abortion rights isn't going to go for Liz Cheney. She's going to go to Biden. Okay. Yeah. So that's what you need to do. That's what you need. You're predicating all of this on chipping into that socially conservative base. It, it, there's also no question that she's very much identified as a never Trumper. Is that a huge problem for her? It is a significant problem for her. But remember, we're not trying to win 50%. We're not trying to win 30%. We're not trying to win 20%. We're not even trying to win 15% or even 10%. We're looking at 5 to 7%, which is absolutely possible. Are there 5 to 7% of the white evangelical base that believe in the theology that they ascribe to that see Trump as a flawed candidate but he becomes much more palatable when you put him up against child-eating Democrats who, you know, are, are, are do these horrible things to kids that they've learned to believe. Yeah, but in a scenario when there's a true social conservative against a Trump MAGA Christian nationalist, 
is it possible to peel off part of that vote share? I'm saying yes. And I'm not saying she wins a straight-up fight with him. I'm not saying she'd win in a primary. I'm not saying she would do any better than Chris Christie's doing in a primary. What I'm suggesting is 5%, if, if, if that 5% know that vote for Cheney is helping Biden, I don't know that they particularly uh, care. Okay. I think they're conscience okay. voters. Okay. They're voting for something that they believe in. They're not strategic voters. They're conscience voters. And again... I, I would I would be much more open to criticism of this theory if I was saying this is how you get to twenty five percent of them. I'm not. I'm saying three five percent matters, and only under that scenario. And again, I'm also not open to the idea that there isn't a better candidate. I am absolutely open to that. But I'm saying she meets the profile. She can get the funding together to do that, and she can credibly make the case to get to the numbers that you need to offset that margin. And that's the argument that I'm making. And and by the way, hold on. By the way, Mike Madrid, that was Mike Madrid. We've had a bit of a connection heat problem. He cannot hear me. That's Mike making his case and the whole thesis is if there are a bunch of candidates out there, especially no labels, has to be in there. No labels would hurt Biden. So you have to have Cheney or a hardcore conservative who can hurt Trump. It's a fascinating theory. Both Mike and I say if it's only Biden versus Trump, of course, Liz shouldn't get in. And if no labels isn't in, Liz shouldn't get in. Mike Madrid, he's the best. Follow him on Twitter at Madrid underscore Mike at Madrid underscore Mike. Follow him on Twitter. I just, uh, uh, apologies for the technical problems that we had. Fascinating conversation. Liz Cheney, third party. We'll see how it plays out. Thank you for listening. Remember to listen, share, and follow White Flag with Joe Walsh on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere great podcasts are found. And be sure to leave a five-star review. This has been White Flag with Joe Walsh.